Okay, we're back. Hello, my name is Abby Martachenko. And I'm Claire Fogarty. Welcome back to Weekly Recaps, where we walk you through some of our most notable stories from the previous week. We wanted to give a content warning and let you all know our first story references sexual assault and violence. Last Monday, hundreds of students gathered on the row for the fifth consecutive day of protests following multiple sexual assault reports filed to the Department of Public Safety. Ideas from protesters ranged from complete abolition of the Greek life system to reformed-based efforts in order to combat sexual assault and other systemic issues. DPS received reports of five additional cases of sexual assault and drugging on Tuesday. These reports range from November 10, 2018 to October 23, 2021, just under a three-year time period. According to the reports, these instances of sexual assault occurred at other fraternities, besides Sigma Nu, including ZBT and Chi-Phi. As of Tuesday, 35% of undergrads, 60% of faculty and staff, and 45% of grad students have been vaccinated against the flu. The deadline is November 1st to get your flu shot, and the university hopes to have a 95% vaccination rate before the flu season starts. So remember to get your shot. In arts and entertainment, we have a listicle on spooky activities to celebrate Halloween, a profile on USC's student-run record label 840 West, and reviews of Issa Rae's Insecure and Lana Del Rey's Blue Bannisters. On Monday, the editorial board released a statement on the state of Greek life at USC and what the university should do going forward. We have a representative from the board to talk about the editorial. Hi, my name's Matthew Eck. I am the opinion editor at the Daily Trojan, and I am one of six staffers who contributed to the Daily Trojan editorial piece on um, abolishing Greek life at USC. We first wanted to talk about the sexual assault cases at Sigma Nu fraternity, but speak to how those aren't just individual cases of sexual assault, but how they speak to an entire system that perpetuates that um, misogyny um, and sexual violence. And in addition to that, we wanted to talk about the university's history of inaction toward issues of violence that affect students. So um, with that, we kind of talked about Black Lives Matter and the university's rather optical and surface level response that they often resort to when it comes to saving face. We were unsure of whether we wanted to advocate for actual reform within Greek life or if we wanted to discuss abolishing Greek life. All of us kind of agreed that it was of utmost importance that we were able to advocate for students have been affected by this system and who don't necessarily have the platform like we do to speak out against it. The feedback from it has been rather polarized, but as opinion editor, um, if I'm not creating discourse among the community, um, I don't believe I'm actually doing my job. So. Um, I'm glad that it's been able to spark these super important conversations amongst people, um, and hopefully we see some actual tangible action out of it. As Philippinex Heritage Month comes to a close, Lois Angelo reflects on what it means to be westernized as a member of the Philippinex community. Hi, my name is Lois Angelo. I'm an associate managing editor for The Daily Trojan. I wrote a piece 
called Fighting to Stay in My Culture as part of my bi-weekly column back in my day. So Fighting to Stay in My Culture talks about some of the language and intergenerational barriers that sort of alienate younger Filipino Americans in their transition into Western culture and their battle to sort of find where they belong, whether it is in Western culture or in their traditional Filipino heritage. In lieu of Filipinx American uh, Heritage Month, I found it you know, sort of important to talk about the issues that are sort of plaguing the two generations of the new Filipino American with the traditional sort of immigrant uh, Filipino um, and sort of how those two interact with one another and how we can sort of uh, merge the gap. Fighting to Stay in My Culture and the Back in My Day column uh, will be available uh, on newsstands and online in the opinion section. Thank you, Lois. Be sure to check out other notable opinion pieces, including a story exploring the difficulty students have finding a work-life balance due to platforms like Blackboard. Those pieces are available in the opinion section on dailytrojan.com. As you all know, I am incapable of talking about sports. I'm going to pass it off to our sports editor and take it away. Hey, this is Adam Jasper here. I'm one of the two sports editors at Daily Trojan. Uh, So two stories that are on the lookout for today are, first, our recap of USC football's loss at Notre Dame. Obviously, a big big rivalry game. And it was a hard-fought contest. Um, And you can read more about it there, but really just in the end, uh, USC just couldn't capitalize and made a few mistakes, and that led to the loss. Next up, the second story we're going to recommend is the recap that we're going to have coming out soon about USC women's soccer, who recently just beat UC Berkeley. They're on a great streak right now in Pac-12 play. They actually haven't lost a Pac-12 game this season so far, and they have two more left, Stanford and UCLA, to decide the Pac-12 title. So stay on the lookout for that story. Thanks so much, Adam. Well, that's all we have for this weekly recap. You can read more about anything we talked about today on the Daily Trojan website. And remember to have a safe Halloween. And you'll hear us next week on the Daily Trojan Recap Podcast. That's a wrap.